I am so excited to share 20% off my favorite adaptogen blends with you. Research shows adaptogens can balance cortisol, combat fatigue, enhance focus, ease depression and anxiety, and support proper hormone function. The more I researched this, the more I realized the easiest and best way to enjoy adaptogens is with superfood blends that can be added to water. I found Organifi and now I love it. Organifi has an amazing little thing called Red Juice that is a red berry antioxidant blend that has cordyceps, rhodiola, and reishi. Cordyceps boosts energy, immunity, and stamina. I drink it during every podcast recording now. And when I'm stressed out and not sleeping well, I take green juice mid-morning. And guys, I finish every day now with either gold or gold chocolate. So this is a mixture of reishi and calming adaptogens and turmeric. It's either, it's kind of like a hot chocolate or like a turmeric warm drink at the end of the night. You just mix it with warm water and it has helped me so much. It's way more effective than the sleepy tea I was drinking. So they're both the same drink, just different flavors, gold or gold chocolate. I love it. I've totally fallen in love with Organifi. All their superfood adaptogen blends are 100% certified organic. They have high quality ingredients. They are free of fillers and they taste really good while also providing a clinical and effective dose of adaptogens. You can support your body, energy, immunity, and stress with Organifi. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com forward slash wellfed. Our code wellfed will get you 20% off, which is a awesome discount. Organifi. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash wellfed. Go to that link. Use our code wellfed for 20% off. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Hello and welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 383. I am so happy you're here. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr of coconutsandcuttleballs.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. It is a huge honor to be a part of your life. Together, I feel like we are changing the course of health, both mental and physical for women. It's long overdue, and I'm so glad that you are here and that we can work on this together. Today, I'm going to be renewing an episode. I've had it on my in the back of my head. I have been really wanting to republish this interview. It was a few years ago. And man, is it still relevant and so helpful and just packed with information all about female hormone health with Elisa Vitti. We're going to be talking about how to use hormones to your advantage. And in this episode, we troubleshoot common hormone issues. We talk so much about cycle syncing. And she gives really important information just about how to actually support your body through this infradian rhythm, which is what women go through every single month, cycling women do. And to include how to change your calories throughout the month, because yes, your metabolism has a massive boost at a specific phase in your cycle. So when you notice your hunger going up, you're not going crazy. 
you need to eat more. So excited to reveal that information. I'm really excited to republish this episode. Summer has been crazy, and I know it's just busy for so many of you. And we are taking our first family vacation. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'll have a lot to report, but I appreciate you guys still tuning in. And luckily, just with seven years of content, there is so much good stuff that I'm like, oh, I want people to hear it again. And frankly, it's stuff I need to hear again too. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. Elisa is a women's hormone and functional nutrition expert and a pioneer in female biohacking. She's the founder of the modern hormone healthcare company, Flow Living, best-selling author of Women Code, and her new book, In the Flow and creator of MyFlow, which is the number one paid period app on iTunes and the first and only period tracking and cycle syncing app. The app gives a functional medicine period tracking advice, and it's designed to help users eliminate symptoms and schedule their lives according to their cycles, which we're going to be discussing that concept more today. Welcome, Elisa. Hi, Noelle. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm I'm sure you're well aware of this, but the most requested topic from this community is hormones and solving hormone-related issues. And you have covered what I think in your work, two different but very connected topics. And I want to talk about both of those today. And the first is how to resolve hormonal imbalances, irregular cycles, and getting, you know, your hormones back into into balance. And then the second, which is with your new book, is cycle syncing which is basically, you know, we regulate our own actions, whether that's related to calorie intake or fitness endeavors or work life to our cycle to achieve long-term health. So um, I think the best place to start is this new term, which you introduced me to, which is the infradium rhythm. We know about the circadian rhythm, but what is the infradian rhythm and how does that impact women on a daily basis? So, yeah, I mean, let me even back up a little bit more. And I'm not surprised that this is the most requested or, you know, (laughs) topic, you know, because women are struggling. You know, I've been working with women's hormones now for 20 years through Flow Living. I have been um, really on the forefront of this conversation for a long time, helping women really address their hormone issues in a natural food-based way. And um, one of the things that I was really happy about was about like five years ago, um, I started seeing something happen in the media that I had never seen before, which was all this period positivity and articles about periods and people posting their like free bleeding on Instagram. And like, it was just like a whole brand new world, literally, because again, I've been in this conversation for 20 years. And let me assure you, 20 years ago, nobody was having any period positive conversations. It was almost impossible to get coverage in the media um, about, you know, these topics. And, um, and it was just a different environment. And so I was thrilled. I said, okay, now we have something new here, because we have more information And we're having women with more access because of the internet, right? So more information plus more access should equal more healthy women, right? Very logical. The problem is that 
that what I've been tracking is that it is not, that's not the case. We have almost 50%, 47% of women are struggling with their hormones. Um, uh, and it is when we compare it to the male cohort, it's like something under 10%. So I began to ask myself a question of, okay, why is it that women are sicker than ever before with their hormone problems? What is going on? You know, um, and when I looked into that, I uncovered two things that just really um, felt important enough to write a second book about. Um, and the first of the, those two pieces of information is that women are being actively left out of um, medical fitness and nutrition research. Mm. And that's important because that means that for your medical conditions, which some of which may be hormonal, right? Let's say you have endometriosis or fibroids or um, missing periods, hypothalamic amenorrhea, uh, idiopathic infertility, et cetera, a PCOS, there isn't a lot of research being done. And therefore that leads to you not having a lot of medical solutions of, made available to you. Right. As you well know, right. And as, as I well know, when I had my own, uh, you know, sort of experience with PCOS, um, 25 years ago, um, you know, that, that really there isn't much and the conversation's pretty much still the same as it was 25 years ago. You, you, you get on, you sort of linger with no diagnosis for way too long, right? Your, your symptoms are dismissed typically like, Oh, it can't be that bad. Or let's, or you t are told to like, let's wait, wait and see let's watch and wait. And then you have, let's say maybe birth control thrown at you as like, well, this is all we have. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's just keep in mind for comparative point of view, this is, these are health issues that affect your everyday experience of, and quality of life. And that, that, there's just no medical research being done. It, it really shines a light on the huge gender bias that's in the medical fitness and nutrition research. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I just want to point out an analogy just to really drive this home for you of how bad it is. Um, about 30 years ago, an, an older gentleman walked into his general practitioner's office and he was, let's say in his seventies and he had a younger girlfriend in her late forties, early fifties. And he said, doc, you know, everything's good. I feel good, but I can't get it up the way that I used to. And that conversation sparked for a non-life-threatening, non-essential um, natural part of the aging process, right? For males, as we all make less hormones as we age and males make less testosterone as they age, um, then spurred billions of dollars of funding in research for erectile dysfunction, uh, spurred groundbreaking, uh, commercials with senior politicians talking about their erectile dysfunction, normalizing it very quickly into mainstream media and creating medications to solve this non-essential, um, you know, issue for men. And I want, I bring that and that story up just to, to really bring into sharp focus, the intense contrast of this gender bias, right? Women are dealing with their hormone issues around menstruation and menstrual health issues for four decades of their lives. The erectile dysfunction issue, you know, maybe affects you for like one decade. 
And if you have, you know, if that's even something that you're still interested in, <laughs> right? It's like, it's just, it's just unbelievable that this is the situation, the state of affairs. So that was one thing. And then the second thing that I uncovered was the infradian rhythm. So like you said, we've all kind of gotten saturated now in the circadian rhythm and it's being well studied. In fact, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, two male scientists were awarded a, a Nobel Prize for their research on dis- they uncovered the genes that that control the circadian rhythm in the body. Um, and yet we've never heard of the infradian rhythm and the circadian rhythm, um, the male hormonal biological rhythm of testosterone production follows the circadian rhythm very closely. We've never heard of the infradian rhythm because, of course, that's the rhythm that um, describes our female hormonal biological rhythm. And that that um, so that was uh, something that was important to note. What's more exciting about it is just as the circadian rhythm. Um, governs key functions of the body. This the infradian rhythm governs six key systems of the female body: the brain, the metabolism, the immune system, the microbiome, the stress response system, and the reproductive system. We experience it over 28 days, you know, over the the month of our cycle, but it goes way beyond our period. And this was the the exciting um, research that I was able to to really pull together for everybody in this new book in the flow was to really outline exactly how the infradian rhythm is impacting these systems of your body so that you can stop having all of these seemingly disconnected symptoms, right? You know, like you feel brain foggy, you feel like your your weight isn't what you want it to be. You feel like your, you know, energy is not what you want it to be. You feel anxious or depressed and you feel like you need to pursue different verticals of solutions for those things. But it turns out that the solution is much more uh, direct and it's really about <clears throat> supporting the infradian rhythm. So, in the book, I not didn't just want to paint the picture frame around these issues. I wanted to create a solution. And so the solution that I created is the cycle syncing method. And this methodology really helps you support that infradian rhythm at the, at the most uh, deep level. So similarly, like we know to support the circadian rhythm, right? You know, you have to have like a consistent um, wake up and bedtime and, you know, trying to eat at similar intervals throughout the day. Like all of this supports the circadian rhythm where your blue light blocking glasses, etc. Um, there is a, a, a similar logic to how to support the infradian rhythm. And I break that down into, uh, food exercise and time management for women. So it's really exciting to be able to bring something totally new to the women's health conversation that really, really calls into question pretty much every diet you've ever been on, every fitness plan you've ever tried, even your time management planners (laughs) turns out (laughs) are not applicable to you because of this infradian rhythm. So it's a really a revolutionary brand new way of taking care of yourself 
as a woman in her reproductive years. And I'm, I'm so excited um, to be able to share that with everybody. Uh, so many follow-up, so many great things, so many follow-up questions that are like blowing through my mind because I, I feel like this almost changes everything. You know, it, it really it, it impacts does. everything it about what you do in your life. Um, yeah. it, 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 so this is something, the infrading rhythm is something that impacts women of childbearing years, women who have a cycle. Can you talk about what are those hormonal changes? So essentially what I'm trying to get at is this root cause or the root changes that happen that Mm -hmm. then impact the brain, the metabolism, the immune system, the gut, the adrenals, the reproductive system. What are those those um, what are the hormonal changes that happen over this period? And then as a follow up, you know, is the infradian rhythm different for each person and because i'm i'm guessing it is no. it has to no no okay so it's no. is it a so, set day or is it it's set to your cycle it's set to your cycle so okay. me, meaning okay so let let's start with the the first the first set of questions so so you have your the hormones of your cycle right estrogen progesterone testosterone follicular stimulating hormone luteinizing hormone these are the hormonal drivers that mark the timing of the infradian rhythm and they go through four key shifts right so you have the follicular phase the ovulatory phase the luteal phase and the bleeding phase and each of those phases is um, marked by a particular ratio of those hormones, some of which are not even present at all in specific phases, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, uh, during the ovulatory phase, there is no progesterone present. Progesterone only enters the scene during the luteal phase, for example. But that is one of the character, one of the ways that we um, understand which phase you're in is by the 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 ratio and the the concentrations of these various hormones. So, what that does is it you know for example I'll I'll leave let's start with the metabolism and we'll we'll get to the brain last. Um, so with the metabolism, um, in the first half of your cycle, which is the follicular and the ovulatory phases, your metabolism slows down. And what is important to note about that is that you need fewer calories and that it's important for you to modulate your caloric intake appropriately to keep your blood sugar stable. So if you were to do like big carb loading on those days, you're really going to push um, your insulin sensitivity in the wrong direction. You're, you're not going to be. You're not going to use that fuel efficiently. You really don't need as much, um, and that'll also play a factor when we get to the fitness piece as well. Um, to, so, so there's that in the first half. Um, you also, because of the huge amounts of estrogen that gets secreted during the ovulatory phase, need to eat foods that help your body flush that excess estrogen so that you're not experiencing those mid-cycle symptoms of acne and bloating and breast tenderness and cramping, right? Ooh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. This is a huge, you, people's ear just perked up. A lot of people break out right in the middle of the oh. period. 
because you're eating the wrong foods and you're not working with supporting both the production and elimination of those hormones. But that's what the cycle syncing methodology um, helps you do. So there's a food chart, the the now famous uh, cycle syncing food chart that I created um, in chapter uh, four. And it will tell you it's broken down in the four phases, follicular, ovulatory, luteal, menstrual, and it will tell you which foods to incorporate to help you flush out that estrogen, let's say, in the ovulatory phase or do other things that I'm going to tell you about in a second. So each food has a function, both from a the food chart is based on the caloric shift, the, the shifting caloric needs throughout the infradian uh, rhythm in the cycle and the actual hormonal ratios of each phase and which foods help balance that optimally. Got it. Right? So it's a very logical approach. It's not like just, oh, this might be a nice food to eat. No, no, no. There's Everything has a function. This is a functional nutritional approach. Um So that's the first half. Then we move to the second half, the luteal and the menstrual phase. And what's interesting about this half of the cycle is that the metabolism speeds up and you actually need almost 300 more calories a day. It's something like 279 more calories a day. Well, that's fun. I like that. And so you, that is not a, that's not like a, something to try to overcome, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to somehow restrict. In fact, if you don't get those calories in, you're going to turn on fat storage in the body, Mm -hmm. which is one of the key reasons why women feel like they're constantly struggling with the plateau that they can never break through because they don't know about this infradian rhythmic effect on their metabolism and it's speeding up and slowing down in different phases. And they try to eat the same diet every day. And of course, this stems from women being left out of uh, food and fitness research, right? So what you have been hearing in the media is eat your 1200 calories each and every day. And eat the same foods each and every day. And you've also been hearing about keto and intermittent fasting and paleo and all this stuff. And I go in through in great detail in chapter four to break down each of those diets and, and pull out the research to show you why they're contraindicated for you with an active infradian rhythm that actually disrupts your infradian rhythm and makes Every, every result that you hope to achieve that you've heard about, it's just not even possible for women. So because like intermittent fasting, the research was done on men and postmenopausal women. The yeah. research that, that has been done on women in their reproductive years with an active infrading rhythm is that it's, it's contraindicated. It gives you the exact opposite result of all the beautiful benefits that are promised. So it worsens your insulin sensitivity. It increases your, uh, sorry, it decreases your cognitive performance and it will shrink your ovaries and mess with your thyroid, hmm. right? So if you're someone who's trying to, to get pregnant or you want to in the future, you want to stay away from intermittent fasting. That 18-6, uh, you know, ideal intermittent fasting r- ratio, that's only good if you have testicles or if you are menopausal. And you have to never do it for more than 12 hours in your reproductive years. And I go and I break out all that research for you in the book so you can understand the why. Um, It's it's so important that you are I'm going to I'm going to say so many things today. It's going to be a lot of information. But what I want you to take away from this conversation, the most important thing is you have to recognize that for 
all of this time, you know, the, the beginning of the food and fitness industry until today, you've been fed information that is only applicable to men. And it is making you sick. It's disrupting your infradian rhythm. And it is making these six key systems of your body perform suboptimally. In order for you to be optimally healthy, optimally fit, optimally amazing, you have to take care of your body the way that it functions. And it functions in these four patterns. And so you must adjust your diet in this four patterned way. And you must also adjust your fitness in a four patterned way. So let me go back to the second half of the cycle when the metabolism speeds up and you need more calories. So in the food chart, you're going to see how you're going to achieve that calorie bump in a slow burning, sustainable blood sugar, sustainable way. And because of the introduction of progesterone entering the scene and the prevalence of PMS, right? You're also going to be guided to eat foods that help you, again, optimize the breakdown of estrogen and improve the production of your progesterone. Most women who are suffering from PMS are suffering because PMS is simply an imbalanced ratio of estrogen to progesterone. If you have more estrogen and not enough progesterone, you will have all the PMS symptoms. If you have slightly more progesterone than estrogen, you will have no PMS symptoms. And that is achievable within one to two cycles if you learn how to eat correctly. And sometimes you have to take supplements depending on how severe um, your symptoms are. But you can eat your way out of this misery. And the idea that PMS is something that you have to suffer with every month is predicated on um, you know, you disrupting your infradian rhythm by using a diet and fitness plan that is only tailored to the male uh, hormonal pattern. Um, so you'll be doing that in the second half of your cycle and really taking advantage of this sped up metabolism to, again, continue to utilize fat stores efficiently and burn that for energy. It's really remarkable. I've personally, for example, have maintained a 60 pound weight loss for over 20 years um, by leveraging the science of my hormonal uh, biological rhythm. It's not hard to do. You just have to understand these four patterns and then just change accordingly. Let me dive quickly into the fitness right, uh, yeah. piece. And it sort of serves like metabolism part two, but it's also incorporating now the stress response system. So you're in the first half of your cycle, follicular and ovulatory phases, you have, you are producing less cortisol at rest. So that's important when we think about which exercises that will be optimal for you because you can, um, with your slower metabolism and lower resting cortisol levels, you can sustain higher intensity workouts at this time without burning through adrenal reserve. And, um, you know, you won't drain, you won't like disrupt your blood sugar. Right. So this is the time to do that high intensity interval training, do your intense cardio, go on long runs, like whatever your thing is. The research shows that post ovulation, because of the changes in resting cortisol rates, you have higher resting cortisol rates uh, in the luteal phase and the menstrual phase, which is why some women who have, um, you know, been disrupting their infradian rhythm for a long time. Again, and you come, we all come by it honestly because 
I literally wrote the first book about the infradian rhythm ever. So how could you have known about this before? Um, so you, uh, you will have an experience of anxiety or depression because of this shift in cortisol, but beca- not because of the cortisol, because of what you're doing with diet and exercise. If you continue to restrict calories, like you're supposed, like you've been told, right? Like, oh, you, you know, cause the rhetoric is women have a slower metabolism compared to men. Therefore, in order to compensate, um, and burn fat efficiently, they must, uh, restrict calories consistently every day. That completely ignores the fact that your metabolism changes halfway through the month, of course. And so you restrict these calories in the second half of your cycle. You disrupt your blood sugar. You turn on fat storage. Then you're also told in order to compensate for the slower metabolism that you must do more intense exercise on a continuous basis. So you do the same intense workout every day. You do your CrossFit, whatever you're doing every day, or you do your high-intensity interval training workout online or whatever you're doing every day. You go running every day. You do the same intensity of workout every day. And in the second half of your cycle, once you pass ovulation, that has been documented to turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting. So at the end of the month, if you do what you've been absorbing from the from the ether of media and books and trends and diet and fitness, which is to eat the same amount of calories every day and do the same intensity of workouts every day, at best, at the end of the month, you'll have no change in your lean muscle gain or your fat store levels. And at worst, you'll have lost lean muscle and gained weight. And so when you work against your hormonal biological rhythm, you just make everything so much harder at the beginning, you know, like that's like the first thing that happens. And then of course you start to, uh, actively disrupt your metabolism, disrupt your worsen your insulin sensitivity, disrupt, um, you know, uh, your stress responses, everything becomes less optimal. And then you really start to see some other more significant symptoms like chronic fatigue or um, more acute anxiety and depression, brain fog, low libido, infertility, I mean, missing periods, um, you name it. Yeah. Uh, disrupted thyroid. It all comes from doing the wrong thing for your hormonal biological rhythm. And the solution is just so obvious, right? We And, and, and by the way, Men do this all the time, which is why that cohort of men suffering from hormonal problems is so low compared to women, right? Because they understand when they sleep, they make all their testosterone. And so it behooves them to wake up as early as possible, to get their intense workout in early in the morning, and then to eat the same things every day because they are the same every 24 hours, right? And the sooner they go to bed and the earlier they wake up, they have, you know, this is why all the biohacking conversations sound like get up at 5 a.m. and have the same morning routine and like you're going to be a success, you're going to crush it in your life and then take nootropics at three o'clock. Why? Because around three o'clock, their testosterone and cortisol levels start to dip. So they have less physical stamina and less cognitive focus. So biohacking is really uh, very different for males than it, sh- it is for women. And I'm advocating that we take the similar logical approach, which is this is how the body functions. 
right? This is how it functions for men. This is how it functions for women. And let's structure a self-care plan that is based on the actual reality, not what we would like it to be, but what it actually is. And the problem is that men have been doing that. They have been basing their self-care on their actual biology. And of course, they're hugely helped out by the fact that all medical fitness and nutrition research is done on their biology. Um, so they, they always have access to like the latest cutting edge trends of what's going to make them function more optimally. And we haven't been able to do that because we've been left out of the research and also because we're taking the crumbs of that research that's based on male biology and hoping that it will apply to us. And I'm here to tell you that not only does it not apply to you, it's been hurting you and it's time for you to just understand that it is, you are massively different than male biological, you know, situ the, the, their physical reality. And you have to take care of yourself differently. You have to let go of this idea of being the same every day and sticking to the same routine every day. And I will say as a mom, as a business owner, as a person who's, you know, type A, want to get everything done, I, I appreciate the need for the routine. Right. The ritual around having a routine that you can count on is very psychologically supportive when you have a lot of things to do and a lot of things to manage, right? So you don't have to abandon your routine. You just have, instead of a singular routine, like men do, they have a 24-hour rinse and repeat groundhog day, like wake up, do the same thing every day at the same time and go to bed and same thing the next day. You have a four-part routine that changes not every day, but once a week. It isn't that much more complicated. You can still have the rituals of that. You just have to get used to making these changes once a week and then repeating every fourth week. If you love a good serum, I have a new 30% off coupon code for you. One of the top ways we're exposed to endocrine disruptors, plasticizers like BPA and heavy metals is through cosmetic products. Conventional skincare is often loaded with endocrine disruptors and carcinogens, but products also can be high in heavy metals because they become contaminated through extraction and production. I made the switch to clean beauty five years ago after I read some alarming research that showed how harmful ingredients in skincare products can actually pass through the placenta to the baby and make it into breast milk. I tried so many different clean beauty products and by far the best effective skincare and makeup is from Beauty Counter. Their products are free of known harmful ingredients and they contain active ingredients, which means they work just as good if not better than the conventional products. They test for all contaminants like BPA and heavy metals, which is why I ultimately chose to make the switch. I absolutely love the vitamin C serum and I personally use the Countertime Tripeptide Serum every night, which has totally changed the fine lines around my eyes. Shop Beauty Counter at beautycounter.com slash noeltar, then use the code CLEANFORALL30 to get 30% off your order. You can also join my clean beauty list where I share promotions and sales and offer samples. That's at coconutsandkettlebells.com forward slash beauty. Again, to shop, go to beautycounter.com slash noeltar and use the coupon code CLEANFORALL30 to get 30% off your first order. For those of you who want a free bottle of Masszymes, digestive enzymes, listen up. I'm going to hook you up. 
If you feel like you're doing all the right things, yet you're still struggling with digestive issues like gas, bloating, or cramping, digestive enzymes is a great first place to start. Masszymes from Bioptimizers is a 17-enzyme full-spectrum formula with five different kinds of protease, which is the enzyme that is the catalyst for the breakdown of protein. And undigested proteins can cause a lot of gut dysfunction. So while you're working on the root causes, taking digestive enzymes can help relieve symptoms. To get your free bottle of Masszymes, there is no catch to this, just go to masszymes.com forward slash well-fed free. There you'll automatically get access to a coupon code that will zero out the cost of the bottle of Masszymes and you will have to pay shipping, but that's it. Again, it's Masszymes, M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S.com forward slash well-fed free, all one word. There is a limited supply and it's limit one per household, so I would jump on it. Again, that's masszymes.com forward slash well-fed free. So what, so what I like about this a lot is that it, it truly gives us the, the freedom to fluctuate as women. Because like you pointed out so beautifully, we live in this time of you can't go over this set calorie intake. You should do this workout five days a week and you should eat this exact amount, you know, this exact macronutrient ratio every day and, you know, this window and... I just think that most women don't see success with that at all, or they find that they're fighting their bodies. And so when women can say and wipe their hands clean of that and say, okay, like I'm going to go with the flow of my own body, they start to see that success. And I think I actually was kind of thinking as you're talking, I think a lot of women who allow themselves to fluctuate, like I've kind of had to move into that um that flow of of allowing myself to do what I feel in the moment and kind of releasing all control. That's been a life lesson of mine, um, especially as a mom. And I I think that I am already subconsciously kind of doing this because I am self-aware and understanding how am I feeling in this moment? What, you know, what am I, um, what are do I have energy right now or am I more fatigued? Do I need more sleep this week or do I not? And how am I responding? Where's my anxiety at? Um, And so, you know, what I, my inputs, what, you know, food and fitness related are related to that. However, I think it more beautifully choreographed if it was, I was actually tracking my cycles and following the plan like you so perfectly laid out. And so I think that that's just one of the I, I think for a lot of people, their minds are going to be opened up to an entirely new way of eating. However, at the same time, I think that a lot of women are going to say, wait, I don't, this sounds super complicated. So do you have any just like quick little bits of insight for women who are in the workplace and have to go sit at a desk job and do the same thing, you know, eight to five or their kid, they have kids that do the same thing every day. How do we flow when we do have repetitive things that happen every day? So I, I want to answer that question. And I also want to speak to a dis- I want to make a distinction as well on something that you just said. Um, so you can have a schedule that, so, so as I've mentioned about the circadian and the infradian, right? Men, children, um, and then anyone who's, let's say, over 60, right, really over 55, um, all of those people have just a circadian rhythm. Women from their first period to their last have both the circadian 
and the infradian rhythms functioning in the body. And this is really special. In fact, when we think of it from the level of quantum physics, and I won't nerd out completely, but I did write about it in the book, when you have two simultaneous uh, realities, it's kind of like how matter moves, <laughs> which is one of the interesting things to think about um, when we think about the fact that it's women in their reproductive years because of the function of these two biological rhythms that can actually um, 3D print tiny human beings. Really fascinating just from a esoteric science point of view. Because, you know, that's what I think about. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, so you have both. So what that means is you can function within the 24-hour, okay, my kids get picked up at school every day at 3 o'clock world. Uh, in fact, uh, because of this, you know, con confusion that I had with trying to manage my time before um, I understood the, the infradian rhythm a long time ago, um, and then my subsequent success with managing time once I did understand this, I actually put in chapter six uh, of this book, the world's first time management planner for women that incorporates both the circadian and the infradian. Because there's a special way that you go about managing both of these timings. So you have your three o'clock pickup, you have your 8 a.m. drop off, you have work, you have, you know, dinners on the table every night at 530. All of that can exist. It's your self-care routine that is going to change, right? And the more you stick to a self-care routine that honors the infradian, the less burnt out you will be by the circadian routine. Right now, you are likely struggling with some level of burnout from managing all of these daily routine commitments because you are disrupting or not supporting your infradian rhythm. So for example, let's say you're like, okay, yes, I can manage my day-to-day -day activities when I'm ovulating. But then boy, the week before my period, I'm just miserable. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I feel overwhelmed. I feel massive mom guilt. I, I'm unhappy. I, you know, feel like I barely make it through the day. I'm foggy. I'm depressed. I'm anxious, right? Those symptoms are symptoms of the level of disruption to your infradian rhythm, and it impacts your ability to function optimally in the circadian part of your life, right? So these things are interconnected. So how I do all that I do and don't burn myself out is because I I stay committed to my infradian self-care when it is the right timing for those things to shift. So if I'm on my ovulatory phase, I'll do that high intensity interval workout. I'll eat more of those raw foods that are appropriate for that phase. But once I switch into my luteal, I let that high intensity workout go. I do my slow strength training routine. I eat more calories. I eat more cooked food and I feel equally energized equally in a good mood as I did the week before. And I can continue to tackle whatever the routine is without burnout. Mm. So it's about, um, you don't have to, you're not giving up one timing for another. You're using your biology to fuel your consistent energy or even to build energy. And I talk a lot about this in the work chapter. Um, 
you know, Harvard Business School, in many of their reports, um, will talk about, you know, the workplace and uh, employee efficiencies and, and essentially that they've come to the conclusion that, you know, you can't make more hours in the day and people can't work like machines. So the important thing for people to do is not to manage their time, but to manage their energy. And men and male success coaches will talk about how to do that in ways that are appropriate for men, which I've seen left and right, like things like your, 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 I don't know, they call it different things like your morning routine, your power morning routine, that early to rise morning where you're like, do your workout first thing in the morning. By the way, that's only applicable for you if you're in the first half of the cycle. Once you shift into the second half of the cycle, if you don't get enough sleep. And by the way, the female brain is much more complex than the male brain and requires 20 minutes more of sleep every night to make sure it goes through its self-cleaning mode. So if you want to protect your brain and protect your cognitive health far into your elderly years and prevent dementia, you better get your sleep, which I know is a whole other level of complexity for moms. But you don't want to push yourself to wake up at 5 a.m., so that you can get in your workout, you might want to find another time of day to do it in the second half of your cycle, like on a lunch break or after work, or right when you take your kids home from school and, you know, set them down with their snack and you do your workout, like you can find a pattern that's going to work for you. Um, or let's say they're at soccer practice, you know, uh, go walk the track while they're running around on the field. Like you can do, you can, you can totally get creative, um, and make it work. Um, but in the second half of your cycle, doing it first thing in the morning with your naturally elevated cortisol levels, if you work out on an empty stomach, once your metabolism has shifted into faster mode and less blood sugar stable mode and higher cortisol level mode, you're going to really screw yourself over for the whole day. Your blood sugar is going to be, you're going to be in fighting hypoglycemia all day, fatigue, brain fog. And then of course your anxiety levels are going to go up unnecessarily because of that power morning routine. That's again, only good if you have testicles to be the same every day, you with your ovaries, it needs to change. And so it, that's, you know, about managing your energy, not about managing the hours in your day. And so that's, what's so special about this planner is that, um, we have some, you know, some way for you to be addressing that the 24 hour schedule, but then we also have this way for you to be managing your energy and your infradian rhythm. It's such a powerful tool, um, so that's in chapter six. Um, and, and just keep in mind that the food chart, the fitness chart, they're all in the book. You, like there's a chart on even, we haven't even scratched the surface around the brain changes. Your brain changes up to 25% structurally throughout the month because of the infradian rhythm. So there's a, even a chart about how to take advantage of the different cognitive, um, areas that get hyperstimulated because of these different hormonal ratios and how to take advantage of that. And so I give you like work examples of what you can focus on each week and how to front load whatever work you can. That's going to just feel so much more effortless for you. Uh, just everything to make your life work better. And I want to speak to that overwhelm that you had asked about before. Oh my God, I have to change everything. I, you don't have to start with everything. <laughs> you know, I, I, I break it down in the book. You can start in microscopic doses. So for example, 
you could just start by changing the vegetable rotation in the food chart. You could start with just eating the foods in the luteal phase to help you combat your PMS and boost your energy there. You could just start with changing your workouts, right? Anytime you just start with one thing, two things are going to happen. Um, the first is that you're going to feel better. And the second is that you're going to, uh, build energy to take on the next layer of it. Right. So you're going to have a positive experience. That's going to give you motivation to keep going. Don't do the type a thing where you're like, all right, I'm going to change everything today. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Having, having personally coached, you know, I don't know how many thousands of women now over these 20 years. I know that that's your tendency. That is my tendency. My tendency is like, okay, I get it. I'm going whole hog, right? I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm all in. But that sets us up for failure pretty quickly. So I, I really give a lot of guidance in the book on how to really go slow and make sustainable changes so that within two to three months before you even realize it, you have really applied the cycle syncing method to these key areas of your life, food, fitness, and time management. Um, and then you can start to play with the other fun stuff. Like, cause that's the basic, that's the trifecta. That's the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the Trinity that you need to manage your infradian rhythm. But once you've got that anchored, then you can start to, to apply it to work. Then you can start to apply it to your relationship and your sex life. Because by the way, 60% of women are sexually unsatisfied. Why? Because they don't understand how their sexual response fluctuates with the infrading rhythm. That's all in one of the chapters in the book. So you cannot be one of those 60%. Um, and then of course, motherhood. Um, I'm a mom and I am so grateful that the, the, I can use my infradian rhythm and the cycle syncing method to make motherhood more sustainable. So there's a chart for like which mom activities you would do in which phase, because I go there for you. So just everything is, there's a chart in every chapter. So the overwhelm is really, um, something that's only in your mind, but once you start to practice and tackle one chart at a time, it's so effortless because you're just continuing to go more and more with the flow of your body. And it just feels so good that yeah. you just find that it's easy to, it's much easier to do than it is to think about. The visual learners are going to love all of the charts yes. in your book because yeah. I, I just feel like once you see, like I even, I, I know so many people are going to be listening to this episode, you know, twice over. Um, when you listen to this again, you know, until obviously go order the book, um, hit pause, go order the book, but Google search, you know, the phases of the menstrual cycle, and you'll see the mountains and the flow of the hormones. And then all of this advice will really, um, this, it'll really make sense. How, how do you feel about answering? Can you answer a couple questions for us from the community? I will. And I'll just say that also the, the app, my flow tracker yes. it makes it so much easier because you may just even be thinking, well, I don't even know which phase of the cycle I'm in. I, I've taken all the guesswork out of this for you so that you don't have to feel overwhelmed because, you know, I, I am giving you as much information as I can right now in a short period of time. And then, of course, the book gives you even more information. But in order for that to be just something that you're like, okay, well, I, I get it. I understand. I believe. I know I have an infrading room that I know I need to change. What do I do? The app will tell you which phase you're in, and it will give you reminders of what to do when, and will let you schedule those activities in your calendar. So it really makes it so, so easy. 
And we even have a cycle syncing membership um, that helps you with getting grocery lists and recipes and workout videos. And like, I, I want this to be something that any woman can do because she must take care of her infradian rhythm. And so I've been as thoughtful as I can to put together the essential, simple tools that you'll need to really do this in a way that's easy and efficient and doesn't require you to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. We'll link, definitely link to the app in the show notes. Um, I think one of the big questions and one of the main topics that I, I want to ask is because I, a lot of women I know struggle with irregular periods and they're hearing you mention all this stuff and they're saying, well, my infradian rhythm is a mess. So my first question is from <laughs> Sarah is how did, how do you treat irregular or long cycles in particular, how to do this after recovering from HA. I had HA for eight years. And once I got my cycle back, uh, my cycles were all over the place. And I've also, of course, I told you we were, as we were prepping before we started, before we hit record, you know, one of the main questions that I got was, well, I have an irregular period. So what do I do? And, you know, especially what what do women do who don't have a period? Maybe they're having H, they, they're experiencing HA right now. So <clears throat> I... I have several things to say. The first is that um, you should go to intheflowbook.com and click on the quiz. I put together a very special quiz to help you evaluate your biological rhythm score to help you understand the degree to which you are disrupting your, your biological rhythm, your infradian rhythm. And that's an important assessment tool. The other tool that you should take events free, you should also go to flowliving.com and click on, uh, evaluate your period. This is another free tool that I've had for years that helps you understand the status of the hormonal situation that you're in. And it gives you this whole free report about everything going on with your cycle, um, and your hormones so that you can understand what's really happening and how you may have gotten there. And the how you may have gotten there is important because, for example, so in this woman's case, she had HA. A lot of women struggle with reestablishing a healthy cycle after many, many years, if not a decade or more, on synthetic birth control. Um, some women are struggling with uh, cycle regularity because they've done keto or paleo or uh, like really extreme work, workouts like CrossFit and coupled with those diets and they've lost their period. Um, so there are many reasons why you may have an irregular cycle and it is essential for you to reestablish a healthy regular cycle. It is the way you know your infradian rhythm is working properly, right? So in the book, um, in the flow, there's a whole section that sort of details what you can do if you're having any of these issues. What if you have PCOS? What if you have any of these things so that you can really start to troubleshoot um, these conditions because you can't start the cycle syncing method truly, if your infrading rhythm is completely disrupted. And it's very likely something that's been um, disrupted in some way. Now, if it's only mildly disrupted, meaning you have PMS, you have fatigue, you have this kind of thing, um, then you can start right away. But if you have um, missing cycles, um, PCOS that's unresolved, then I would really encourage you to check out my first book, Woman Code, because in that I outlined the flow protocol that's, you know, had now been famous for a long, long time to help women 
um, really recalibrate their endocrine system, right? Because you've got to, in order to reestablish a healthy cycle, you've got to stabilize your blood sugar. You've got to really balance those adrenals every day. You've got to flush estrogen and reestablish the microbiome and the estrobolome. You've got to do that triage work, those three steps of triage in that order, essential for you to have a healthy cycle in the first place. And so depending on what's going on, oh, and if you've been on the pill or have had extreme stress and your micronutrient depleted, or you live on caffeine and you drink a lot of alcohol, all those things are depleting your nutrient stores of um, key micronutrients that the endocrine system needs to function properly and to make adequate levels of hormones to even have a regular cycle. Um, so there's that as well. So you might want to need to take some supplements. Um, of course I have that set of formulations that I designed for those purposes also on the website. Um, you can, you know, you need to factor in, uh, even the extent to which, um, you're, you know, struggling with stress, um, and how that's affecting your cycle. Um, it, it, it all plays a part in, um, how you're going to reestablish this. It takes a, it takes a little bit of time. Um, and we have all of those tools for you at, at flowliving.com. I've got a brand new offer and free electrolytes for everyone, even if you've made a purchase before. So listen up. If you're active and follow a whole foods diet or you're stressed and struggling with adrenal dysfunction, you need to be thinking about electrolyte replacement. You lose electrolytes when you sweat and when you go to the bathroom and being active, especially when it's hot, can drain your electrolytes. I'm not just talking about working out. I'm talking about pool days and gardening and running around cheering your kids on at games. These electrolytes have to be replaced through diet and supplementation. And if you're deficient in electrolytes, it shows up as dizziness, muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, sleep disturbances, and those stars when you stand up, especially on workout days, which was my experience. Element makes grab and go electrolyte replacement supplementation. There's absolutely no sugar, gluten fillers, or artificial ingredients, and it's paleo friendly. It's travel friendly too, and great for kids. My kids love it. I've been using Element regularly on workout days, days working outside in the yard, and it's made such a difference for me. Everyone gets a free gift with purchase now. Element comes in boxes of 30. There is free shipping on all orders. And now all orders will get a free eight pack, which has all the flavors of Element. To get it, go to drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed. Use the code wellfed to get your free sample eight pack with your order. Again, that's drinklmnt.com forward slash wellfed and use the code wellfed. Another big topic that I think a lot of women deal with is cramps. So are mm -hmm. there ways to decrease the cramping, uh, you know, before your cycle? So what I would consider to be associated with PMS. And then what about that pain during ovulation? Is there any way to decrease that? Because <laughs> I'm one of those people that gets that, but no PMS cramping. So the pain during ovulation is called Mittelschmerz. It's yes. a German word that means pain in the middle <laughs> of the month of the cycle. <laughs> and um, yes, that is a sign typically of excess estrogen. And so um, when you go and start the cycle syncing method, just by virtue of using the food flow chart in chapter four, you're going to really find that that resolves rather quickly. Um 
luteal phase cramping, PMS cramping. So that you've got to be a little bit more specific. If you're talking about, um, cause the luteal phase is 10 to 12 days. It's the longest phase of the cycle and it starts right after ovulation. So if you're having early luteal phase, um, cramping, um, I'd question whether or not you have a shorter cycle because there may be a luteal phase defect, not enough progesterone, and you're having earlier onset cramps. That, that seems like that. I, I haven't seen that very often. So typically what I think you're trying to refer to is sort of the cramping that starts maybe a day or two before your bleed kicks in. Yes. Sorry. Um, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So that has to do with uh, two things, uterine tone and uh, the types of fats that you're eating in your diet. So the uterus is uh, the action of the uterus, and the, the uterus has two actions, contraction and relaxation. Nature has designed you to be pain-free despite the biblical stuff, uh, <laughs> nature actually has designed you to be pain-free. And how we know that is because you have two prostaglandins, PGE1 and 3, that govern uterine relaxation. And you only have one prostaglandin, PGE2, that governs uterine contraction. So if nature was, was invested in you being in pain every month, then you'd have twice as many uterine contraction prostaglandins as you have uterine relaxation, but it's the opposite. You have more that govern relaxation. And of course, because nature is efficient, right? If it's, if it's contracting efficiently, you need less of that and you need more relaxation, more rest so that it can be then again, efficient, right? That's why, for example, when you're in labor, you don't have continuous labor contractions that would be highly inefficient. Um, you have more space between contractions for the longer part of labor, um, to keep things moving efficiently. So that then plays into uterine tone. And, um, so uterine, the prostaglandins are um, manufactured based on fats that you're eating. And so if you're eating fats that are um, high in omega-6s, so canola oil or any of these processed oils, that's going to jack up the production of PGE2, which is going to, you know, that governs the contraction part. And it, and it suppresses the production of PGE1 and 3. And that is the moment in which you start to have pain. And you can eat your way out of the pain by changing the fats that you take into your diet. So you really just should, if you're having any cramps, just please cease and desist from taking in any canola oil-based products. Check your frozen foods, check your health foods, check your granola. It's, it's everywhere. Um, don't eat it. <laughs> and really, really stick to like the clean fats, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. That's, you know, maybe some sesame oil. That's pretty much it. Um, fish oil, of course, but that's a supplement. We don't cook with it. Um, and so, uh, that will help, you know, but then we also have the uterine tone and sort of the functional piece. You could have some adhesions, you could have scar tissue from 
from a C-section, you could have adhesions from fibroids or um, endometriosis. Um, and so some of that you need to work on structurally with someone who, like an acupuncturist, who can help you um, release some of the fascia congestion or someone who's a skilled abdominal massage therapist who knows how to do that kind of um, uh, fascia work on the pelvic floor. Again, that's all over the abdomen. Um, and then, uh, you can use things like castor oil packs to break up those adhesions, relax the fascia that can really be helpful. And then the, that other piece is that uterine tone piece. So oftentimes because of our modern diet, we're consuming far less wild plants than we have been historically. Um, so, some of these are hugely beneficial to the tone of the uterus. And we also, because of the diet culture, are eating foods that are all very cooling foods, which is not good for uterine tone. So for example, if you eat a lot of smoothies and salads and you don't eat a lot of cooked food, that actually is going to impact the quality of your, your bleed, meaning you could have a slow start where you feel like you're just cramping, but nothing's coming out. And it takes a couple of days for things to get started. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine that sort of referred to this like cold, damp, low tone uterine situation that's caused by sort of diet and can be very helped with herbs. And some of the herbs that I think are really easy to incorporate are come in the form of teas. And there are two herbs that I would recommend that really help with uterine tone, red raspberry leaf and nettle, um, really benefit uterine tone. You can start drinking that, um, a week before you're going to get your period. I mean, you can drink it all month. It's, it's totally fine. Um, but if you at least want to start drinking it the week before your bleed is due, um, that, would certainly help you with, because you shouldn't have cramping before the bleeding starts, right? That's inefficient. So, um, you want to have everything happen like beautifully, right? You're, you have a little sensation. What you want to feel is like sensation, not cramps. Um, like, Oh, something's happening, but it's not painful. And then bleeding is there and, and it's coming out in a good quantity and re with a regular flow throughout the four to five days that you're bleeding. And then it stops cleanly, like it starts cleanly, meaning you're not having a bunch of spotting. It's all the same color. It's not spotting at the end or spotting at the beginning. All of these things indicate good uterine tone and good levels of progesterone and of course, the, the right amount of estrogen uh, in terms of how you've built up that endometrial lining <clears throat> in the luteal phase. Which leads me into the last topic, which is low progesterone. I got a lot of questions about how do we address this chronically low progesterone issue, especially if yeah. somebody is, you know, so a lot of my community feels like they're doing all the right things. You know, of course, we all are experiencing stress and we know how that impacts our hormones. But what what's the deal with low progesterone? And do you think it's appropriate to take exogenous hormones like progesterone? Like it's so commonly recommended if somebody is dealing with this chronic low progesterone in their 20s and 30s? Oh my goodness. Sorry, uh, no. I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. saying, oh my goodness, that someone's recommending that okay. in your 20s, 30s. No, I would not recommend that. In fact, you should really um, take time before you jump on any sort of bioidentical or synthetic hormone journey. You want to give yourself the gift of uh, the time that you can 
actually use to, to help your body make those hormones. Cause in your twenties and thirties, you want to be making the right amounts of these hormones because there was an important study that came out like 15 years ago about untreated PMS. And again, what is PMS? Not enough progesterone and too much estrogen, untreated PMS in your twenties and thirties after you're done with, you know, your bleeding life and your postmenopausal increases dramatically the, the risk for you to develop heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and dementia. So you want to, you want to get on top of that. If you have low progesterone, you have brown staining bleeds, you have luteal phase defect where you just have really short cycles every 21 days or things to that effect, or you're struggling with infertility and recurrent miscarriages, um, low progesterone, these types of things, you want to you really work on it with food and supplements. And the reason why, why is it so rampant? Well, I certainly hope I did a good job of explaining that in the first place. Mm-hmm. You are disrupting your infradian rhythm, and when you do that, you um, create a situation called the pregnenolone steel, right? So in the second half of your cycle, if you continue to calorie restrict and you continue to do high intensity interval training, which you are doing, you are doing that. Stop doing it. (laughs) If you do that, what you're doing is um, you increase the, the demand for cortisol production during that phase because the body is going to try to address this internal form of stress, right? Destabilize blood sugar, um, burning the adrenals. It's going to need to produce more cortisol. And in order to do that, it has to uh, divert the from pregnenolone, which is a sort of mother hormone, uh, instead of the pregnenolone, uh, you know, sort of having these two tracks of making your progesterone and making your cortisol, it's going to steal from the, the, the stores that's supposed to go to make progesterone and it's going to make more cortisol and you will not be making enough progesterone. And then it becomes a vicious cycle because if you don't have enough progesterone, then your cycle starts to get disrupted if your blood sugar is disrupted because you're disrupting your infradian rhythm, then you can actually disrupt ovulation. If you don't ovulate, then of course you don't have a corpus lucium inside the ovary, the sac from which the egg is released to produce progesterone. And then all of a sudden you're in a mess, right? Now that's the bad news. The good news is you can, you can get out of that naturally right? And, and doing so by some of the ways that I've explained. But of course, again, that's what we're here for at Flow Living. We, I built this company because I myself was struggling with massive hormonal chaos in my teens and twenties. And there was nothing in conventional medicine. And there was certainly, I mean, there was barely even an internet, um, at that time. And I just thought if I can you know, I'd like to figure this out and I'd like to build a platform where women can get properly educated about the real science of their biology and have the tools and products that are going to make getting out of hormonal chaos and getting back into hormonal flow as easy as possible. So whether that be through our online hormone program, educational programs, or one-on-one telehealth coaching or our supplements or the app, it's all there for you so that you don't have to be trying to figure this out on your own, um, or, 
you know, taking synthetic or bioidentical hormones to, to try to regulate your cycle because there are side effects to that that we don't have time to get into. But um, you want to really do this naturally and you want to do it immediately because you only have a very short window of time, you know, four decades if you have a healthy cycle, but it's usually less because we don't have a healthy cycle in our teen years or we're on birth control for a decade or more. Um, so you may only have three decades or maybe two if you also then factor in all the times that you're having children and breastfeeding where you get to put into your long-term health bank account those healthy ovulation and healthy progesterone moments during your cycle, which protect your brain, your heart, and your bones postmenopausally. And that all is being done during your reproductive years. You cannot get that time back postmenopausally. And just as a follow-up, do you recommend, because, you know, we were talking about how how unfortunate it is that a lot of women are just put on birth control to solve issues. And I'm wondering if there is a time within that infradian rhythm that you recommend, first of all, getting hormonal testing done, and then how does one find somebody who helps them get their hormones appropriately tested, whether that's, you know, with a Dutch test or whatever, you know, what are you, I'm sure you hear women coming to you with like, please help me find somebody to work with me. What are, what are the resources that you have? I mean, any, if you have any sort of functional general practitioner that you have access to. There's usually one in everybody's community, a naturopathic doctor or an acupuncturist. This is what I mean by a functional practitioner. Mm -hmm. Um, They can order you any of those tests. Um, And the tests will tell you some interesting things, but it may not, in my experience, um, give you that clarity that you're looking for. you know, sometimes it will, sometimes it will say, Oh, look, gee, there's that super low progesterone in the luteal phase. You want to, you want to do the right kind of testing at the right time, depending on the test that you use. If you're using a saliva test, that's, you know, going to test you for the week that you're looking, the phase that you're looking at. That's great. If you're going to do a blood draw at your gynecologist's office, you know, you can just go in when you want to see what is happening at that particular phase of the cycle. Um, And typically women are interested in the ovulatory phase and the luteal phase, right? So you can go in at those times. um, And then once you get that information, here's what that information is going to do, really. It's going to make it real for you that it's time to do something. Uh, And the reason why sometimes that's helpful is because you have to keep in mind that you've been conditioned from your little girl days to not listen to your body, to distrust the messages of your body, to not believe that the symptoms that you're having could possibly be hormonal, that it's in your head. Um, and so it's valuable to do the testing, I think really for that purpose, as well as you may uncover something interesting of certainly from a thyroid point of view, it's always valuable to get those levels. And sometimes looking at the adrenals can be really helpful, but the long and short of it is whatever the results are, you are then faced with the reality, which is you have to do the functional nutrition work, which is changing diet and lifestyle. And there are no quick fixes in terms of even conventional endocrinology. Like for example, any woman I know who has had a thyroid issue has been placed on Synthroid is desperate to get off of it 
right? Because that all of a sudden you're now realizing, oh no, it's not fixing my thyroid. It's, I have to take more and more of this to just get the same result. And actually I'm having diminishing results. So then they, they want to try to support their thyroid naturally. This is all the work that you want to do before you get into a crisis mode with your hormones. And especially before the sort of more intense part of perimenopause sets in, in your mid forties, um, because it can become much more complex to address um, at that time. Your book is called In the Flow. Everybody go buy In the Flow and then also just go go ahead and buy Women Code if you haven't. I have that one in my house as well. Um, I think both of those books together, you really give everybody, every woman, the tools they need to have a healthy and Freudian rhythm and then therefore a healthy life. And I so appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for um, spending so much time. I know we went over. Um, you have so much great knowledge, and I'm so thankful that you were able to um, not only write these books, but really just talk through it, really explain it in such great detail today on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And for more from um, from her and all of her stuff, like you called it the Flow Living Community, but for all of her resources, please go to flowliving.com. We will link to the app, particularly in the show notes. Um, We'll link to both of the books. Um, She also mentioned, I think you went over a couple things like go to your website and click evaluate your period. I'll go Mm. ahead and I'll annotate all of that stuff in the show notes as well, because that was a lot. And I know a lot of you are probably driving and doing other things. Um, So everything will be in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for being here. For more from me, you can go to coconutsandkettlebells.com and make sure to join our Facebook group, Well-Fed Women Holistic Health Community. That's where I got a lot of all the questions that I was able to ask today. Um, It's been really helpful for me to get feedback from all of you about what you'd like me to discuss. And I so appreciate all of the interaction and feedback from you there. We will talk to you next week. Mm